1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the L.A. Soccer Hub Show. My name is Dio Garcia. Today we're coming to you on a Tuesday, January 25th. Coming down to last week, or well, second last week of uh, uh, January. Seems like this offseason's been going by pretty fast. So many moves. Both teams today, we're going to talk about both teams. We're talking about LAFC the first 30 minutes, and the second 30 minutes, we're talking uh, LA Galaxy. There's so many different things. So, let me introduce my uh, guest for the first uh, half. We got Andy Dio from Yahoo, and we got JP. My boy JP looks to like get a haircut. JP, I'm gonna start off with you, bro. Tell, tell me about the cut, bro. You, you're looking fly.
0: Uh it's not a new cut, I got a buzz cut, and it's just going out. So, we'll see, we'll see how long I, I let it go out.
1: Was the buzz cut intentional, or did your body mess up?
0: No, I, I asked for it. I asked for it.
1: All bro. right, all right. because sometimes you know you'd be getting those buzz because you're like, ah, messed just, up. Just chop it. No. <laughs> just chop. <stop. laughs> Andy, tell me, tell me about the jersey you went, man. You're looking fly over there. This is Embigal Football
2: Club, man. One today, one zero here in Imajine. Uh, one of the one of the four teams of the city. One of the lower scale teams, but you know, got to support. I'm still out here, so you know, repping the club.
1: I feel that. I feel that, man. There's, I mean, I feel like this offseason, since I've covered this, the, the MLS, this is going to be my fifth year. It's It's been really exciting off season with all the moves, not just not just in L.A., but the 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 whole league, the players coming and going and everything. And it's exciting. I think just speaking volumes of how the league keeps growing and growing. Uh, uh, Andy, tell me about your thoughts of what we've been seeing these last couple of weeks.
2: It's been great, man. I think you you nailed it. It really is growing tremendously. Uh, I think we've we've seen it for the past few years a lot more closely because I think LA has really been in the middle of all of, of all of it. When you think about Zlatan being here, obviously Vela, Chicharito, things like that, but just the way that players are coming in and out, the way that uh, players are growing, being sold to you know either European clubs or other clubs around the world, it, it's definitely a, a testament of of what the league has. And it's funny, even just uh, I was talking to a player today here in Colombia. And he was asking me about, like, you know, how's the legal with it? And I'm like, hey, man, like every year it just gets better and better. So I'm 100% happy, excited. Um, you know, it's just I feel like MLS, for the people that are in the circle and, you know, cover it or fans of it, uh, get to enjoy it a lot because MLS is as unpredictable as it gets, in my opinion. And, um, you know, for fan casual fans trying to get into it, I feel like it's becoming a lot more easy now to do that. So uh, all thumbs up on, you know, on all the comps there.
1: Yeah. Uh, JP, what are, what are your thoughts on the, uh, on the league as a whole, make, making all this noise with the players coming and going? Yeah, this is MLS's, I guess,
0: best transfer window in its history. You've got players going to Europe. You've got players going to big clubs in South America. Uh, you got a lot of big big money in corporations. You know, uh, the forward at, FC Dallas or at Houston for five mil. So a lot of teams are making moves um, for big for big amount of money. Um, it just helps expose the league, um, give, it, give it an exposure, and, you know, just showing how – how it's growing, you know, testament to to what the league has been doing um for like, you know, the last five years just growing and always going up, up and up in viewership, exposure, and everything. And you know, the overall level of play, which is which is what we all want to see, is also, you know, rising and growing. So MLS is just going up from here.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm loving it, man. Everything everything that I see from this league, every every step that it keeps uh coming and going, you know, there's big names coming. Uh player, young players like Pepe, you know, is developing, going, you know, going to other places. You know, he went to Osberg and stuff. And it's just being around that and seeing that it, it's really special just to be able to also grow with the league. Um, but let's let's talk about this LAFC team, man. Uh they've been making moves. We we knew about Kellen Acosta, we knew about Lee Sanchez, uh, but they finally, you know, they finally got the goalkeepers. They got the goalkeepers, Maximin Capro and John McCarthy. Uh, i feel like we have to talk about this has to be the first thing we talk about because if, if we're gonna be honest that's one of the first that you know andy you and i have talked about it. jp we've talked about it that's that's a position that's just been a turnover you know and had they haven't been able to, to lock it down now they got that Maxim maximin capro i'm a, i'm a butcher's name and i'm but i'm gonna get it right by the end of the podcast but um <laughs> that is a big name right a big name around the league and it's a solid name and i think that's what you need and i also also felt like I always felt this about about the league in general. I feel like the league has solid goalkeepers. Yes, you can bring out goalkeepers from you can go out to England and go out there overseas, but I just felt like LAFC didn't really need to do that throughout these whole years, and they finally get a player from the league. Andy, what are your thoughts on this uh, sign on these signings?
2: Huge! LAFC nailed it. I mean, like you said, we've talked about goalkeeping for them this whole time throughout the four four years, and I think that if there's a, you know, they're going local, right? With local within the league, I guess. And you bring in a player of that stature, uh, somebody that plays for the Canadian national team who has been not only making great strides in MLS, but making great start strides with that Canadian team. And we know how much of a hassle they've been uh, in CONCACAF qualifiers and how much energy they play with. But that's the energy that Cripo uh, brings. And he's he's been a great keeper in MLS um, since he's been around, but he's just grown so much. And it's funny because uh, people forget that he was basically the guy that kind of kept LAFC out of the playoffs last season. That game that they needed to win at the bank, it was a one-on-one game. And LAFC for like the last 20, 25 minutes was absolutely just on top of uh, the Whitecaps. And he was blocking everything, keeping the ball out of the net. If it wasn't for him, LAFC probably makes the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, not to say that that changes everything, but it changes a lot of what happened last year. So this is a A-plus home run. Um, I think this might be the best thing that LAFC did all offseason. And we're talking about...
1: I, I agree. To I Romero's agree. Game.
2: But I think this gives them so much more stability, so much more confidence. That's their number one. We're not going to go back to the Bob Bradley days where he said that they don't have a number one keeper. This is their number one. All love and respect to Tomas Romero. But it's on him. Now, that's it. Season starts, man. They they have nothing else to do. I mean, they do have stuff to do. But if they're going to roll with this squad going into the year right now, 100% fine with that. So I think that uh, they nailed it with this, man. And if you think look around the league, and I know a lot of people have talked about it, he's been up there statistically with the with the best keepers in the league, so if you if you're a numbers guy, that should make you happy too as well. But I always say with goalkeepers, it's the eye test to me. A lot of things in goalkeepers don't really need to go with statistics and need to go with all that. Uh, eye test gives you a lot of what you need to know about keepers. And uh, Maxime Crepo is is one hell of a keeper. So LAFC, man, I, I I pat JT on the back for that one for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely much uh, much respect. And uh, the, the moves that J, J, JT has been getting these off season. Look, he it has he's been under fire. And I would say right, rightfully so after last season, but he's he's come back around and now build this team with the MLS experience, which was missing last season. And I think that I think this is a great move. You get a solid goalkeeper. You just talked about the st- this statistics, and also it's, it's someone's veteran really knows the league and really knows how to play the league and doesn't need to jump in and this and that. And it and it to me it, it speaks volumes of where this this LAFC side uh, after Bob Bradley with Steve Sherondo, where it's going. And you bring in all that, all that MLS experience. Uh, uh Andy, uh, J- excuse me, JP. What are, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's a great signing. You know, if if there's two things LAFC have never done is have three DPS and a championship level goalkeeper. So JT, you know, checked one of those off off. Um, you know, he comes with MLS experience as well as the other transfers, and he has so, you know some ferocity to him. He has an attitude to him, which is going to be great. You know, for the back line, he's going to be able, he's going to scream at them. He's going to you know tell them what what they need to do if they're slacking, and you know. He 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 took LAFC um, off the playoffs l- last season. You know he was the reason why else he didn't make it that those last that last game um, at home. But yeah, he's he's a great keeper. Um, JT really nailed it with this one. Um, you know you didn't take a risk with getting a European keeper or a South American keeper, um, regardless if they were good or not. You know it takes time to to get used to the league, and Maxine is not gonna not gonna have that that time to to adjust. He's gonna you know. Go in day one, be the goalie, be the man and and help help develop Romero. You know, it's still not like he's gonna play every single game because he's are gonna get Canadian call ups So Romero's gonna get his time. Um Kurpo's gonna you know obviously start the big games and, and we have that that reassurance in the back. so it's a great pickup.
1: Yeah, no, I like the pickup and also like that they went and got John McCarthy. Uh they, they added more, more, more depth to that roster. Uh, and I like this. And I think this is just gonna push Romero even more. Cause uh um, you know, there's there's a there's a scrimmage this game or exhibition game, whatever you want to call it this Saturday against what is New England Revolution uh at the bank. And I think that that is gonna be great because you're gonna be able to see LAFC with some without, you know um Maxime and Canlyn Acosta and everybody else is getting called up to the national team because if we're going to be honest this laFC team may look like this uh this season because of uh, of the World Cup year that that they're in and I'm very interested to see how Steve Shando was able to balance that out uh, and handle that. obviously this first game um I, I don't think there's much ex- necessarily much expectation right you want to win but like to really see how this team really, uh, is able to play without some of those star players, some of some of the bigger names, because you would have to imagine going down the line that they're not going to be available uh, coming down the, the, sometime in the middle of the season. Uh, I got I, I don't know when the World Cup qualifier is finished, but I, I know it's going to interfere with some of the MLS games. I mean, we still got COVID and all those different things, so there there is going to be potentially somewhat of uh, 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 somewhat of a rotating goalkeepers because if, if Maxim gets called up, but I don't, I don't feel like it's going to be the same situation like we've had in the previous years, because they don't feel comfortable that they don't have a number one goalkeeper. Maximing to me is clearly the number one goalkeeper, um, you know, and, and John Thornton has, has done a great job adding all these pieces. Now, I think it's just, it's just coming to find out. I'm um, now it's putting the team together and see, and see how they do. Um, but yeah, as you, you will see, photos here. You you see. Oh, this. Excuse me. This is a video. But I just wanted to uh, post uh, show some of the photos uh, of that the the LAFC Instagram account has, and and I and I really like that. You know, there's so much more excitement, so much more. Uh, you know, more emotion going into the season because after the last season, it was it was difficult. It was you know it was very very sad. You know, a lot of the fans are very upset, as it should be. But I think now there, there's more there's moment more momentum, more positivity out there. Um, but, yeah, uh, Andy, how, how do you – how you look into this, this Saturday, right? There's this preseason game. I'm not – obviously you're not going to be there because you're, you're out there living the best life in Colombia. But what would you like to see um, – what would you like to see from some of these players that, that are going to get that shot this weekend?
2: I think it's, I think you bring up a great point that they're going to be missing, obviously, some pieces due to, you know, national team duties, which is – it's what it is, right? It's the gift and the curse that LAFC is dealing with and that teams around the league are dealing with. And in, in a way, it's good. In a way, it's bad, obviously. but this uh upcoming game is is really about seeing I think,
1: I lo- I think we're losing you Andy give us a second I think I think we're we're losing you um but yeah no I, I, JP what, what do you want to see this weekend
0: yeah I want to see what formations he rolls out um if he you know he plays defensively if you know he goes all out attack um what he does what variations of, of play or the formation he uses um and just see how comfortable the team looks and if the team looks happy and cohesive um you don't want a team that looks lost on the first day. Um, you you can expect that because it's a new coach, but a lot of these players know each other, so you can't really, you know, look like a chicken with no head out there. You know, you want to see some, some cohesive um, chemistry there, and you you know you want to test things out, you know, and see if if they're having fun and 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 what to really expect or where to you know grow off of in this game.
1: Yeah, I think Andy, we got we got you back. Uh, what do you want to see from from this LAFC side this Saturday?
2: Yeah, I think for me it's really about, you know, the chemistry and, like, what the team looks like, right? What what type of things are, you know, what type of movements are players making the attitudes. It's a it's a preseason game, so it's not, you know, you're not going to put too much weight on it. But if you look at it from the other side, obviously we're uh, talking a lot about the, the defensive effort that Sherrondale had, that experience. I'm really interested on that and see how, how the defense looks against a team that obviously can score goals as last year proved, that obviously, you know, is an offensive-minded team, and it's a coach like Bruce Arena who is going to want to get a lot out of this game too. So it's a great test for LAFC. But at the end of the day, JP said it right. You know, you're looking for the chemistry. You're looking for uh, how the team reacts, what type of attitudes, what type of movements, and, and more than anything, what what is working with, what type of formations, what type of adjustments. So I think it's a little bit of everything for that first test for them to be able to move forward and see, you know, what they really have. But I think it's a really good way to open the preseason for sure.
1: Yeah, and look as we see all the photos. Look, everybody in the photos, everyone in the videos they've been posting. Everybody looks excited. Everybody looks happy, and I think and I think every, I think that's expected, right? Because I think they, you want to forget as much as you can of last season, and I feel like use that some as a motivation. But you know, now that obviously you know the Bob Bradley era is no longer there, you have someone new you have new energy, you have a new voice talking to you, and I think that's expected from seeing you know photos of Carlos Vela smiling. You know, we see the youngsters there smiling. Everybody's having a great time, man. I think even Chicho's still there now. So I think the mood, you can tell, is completely different. It's completely different. And, you know, yeah, they have having new voices, new players. There's, You know, even hearing, like, what Franco Escobar had said, Elias Sanchez, I think you you had tweeted about it, uh, you know, uh, Andy. said he... He said, "I'm um, paraphrasing here, he said that Carlos Vela to him is the best player in the MLS. Um let me ask you about that. When when you heard uh Ilias Sanchez say that, what what went through your head?
2: I mean, you know, it's it's I think it's funny because obviously it's his teammate, right? He's also not really wrong. Like it depends how you look at it. Like if you were to tell me right now is Carlos Vela the best player in MLS, I'm gonna tell you no because for the past two seasons. But if we're going on a clean slate, everybody's healthy and forgetting about injuries and all that hundred percent. He could obviously be the best player in the league. So um, I think it, it was, I didn't think that comment was going to catch as much attention as it did, but I think it's it's good to hear because obviously it's somebody that he played against. He knows who he is. And being able to see him in practice, we've heard this, you know, from the beginning, from Bob Bradley, from anybody around LAFC. like the things that Carlos doesn't practice sometimes is more impressive than what he does on the field in front of, you know, 22,000, or however many people fit in the bank. So I'm sure that if he's getting that rhythm back, he's getting that energy back being able to be next to him in practice probably is like an eye opener more so than just playing against him when you're 11 v 11. So um, I mean, I, that's great to hear from me because you know, we all want to see Carlos Vela be back. I, I went back and forth with a few fans on Twitter and I was like, nobody doesn't want to see Carlos Vela play at a top level. I mean, maybe yeah. the galaxy fans don't want to, but that might be <laughs> about it. like, everybody wants to see him play. We're not expecting him to be, you know, 2019 and, and break all the records and stuff like that. But we know how exciting, and how much of a good player he is when he's on and, I think that's just beneficial to the league from, you know, league standpoint to fans, to media, like nobody's rooting against him, So him saying that leads me to believe that Vela's in, in good spirits, obviously all in. And I think we've talked about it being a new era, it being a new team under a new coach, it brings a lot of new energy. So I think that that's, that's great to hear right from the beginning that, you know, that he's making his teammates up like that. I want to hear yeah. Carlos. speak. Soon. Who knows if that happens, but you know, we'll get to that when we do.
1: Oh, Carlos speak. Yeah. We, we need, we need <laughs> to hear <this> Carlos speak. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they don't. They don't. They don't. Um, I understand. You know, we had talked about him. You know, not. He's never been a media guy, but I, I feel like this is this is America. This is the U.S. Man. This is how we do it out here. You you got to talk. You got to speak. That they can't be. They can't be hiding you. You know, I, I don't like that. And, and you're playing in L.A. Hey, you you want to. You playing in L.A. You getting paid the big money. You got to be able to speak. And I, I think that goes for any superstar that comes to the city. Uh, J.P. Uh, how about you? What, what What were your thoughts when you heard Sanchez say that?
0: If he's healthy he's the best. Um he's the best player in the league. You know, you could you could you just want to see him healthy and then he'll he'll go back to, you know, maybe not 2019 numbers. It's not fair to ask him to to replicate the best, you know, year in MLS. But if he's healthy the whole season, he can not easily, but he can very very easily, you know, replicate Hani Mukhtar's l- season last year. You know, those are numbers he can attain if he's fully healthy because he's not going to go out on international break. He's going to stay with the team. So, he could easily do those numbers. Uh, Will he, and will he stay healthy? Will Truendolo manage his minutes? That's what we will see. But, you know, when he has the ball at his feet, he's dangerous. He can open up space by himself. He can open up space for others and just makes the team just better. And, you know, he is the best, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think when healthy, I I would agree. But if if he's not healthy, it's trying to – I, I, I hate defending players that are so great, but then they get injured. And I just hope Carlos is not that player, you know? I hope I just hope he's not that player, and I hope we're not saying, like, oh, but when he's healthy, you know what I'm saying? I, I hope we're not talking about that this year. I hope we're saying, like, yo, yeah, he is the best because he's healthy and this, this, is and that. I hope we're like, oh, well, before he was healthy, you know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like uh, that conversation can't continue this year. Look, if you're, if you're the best, you're going to stay healthy. Unfortunately, I mean, that, that depends on certain things and, you know, Things you can tear an ACL, you can do, you know, that that's uncontrollable. But like, I feel like, you know, if everything's going right, um, you know, I just feel like sometimes, like, you know, some great players, like, you know, Diego Maradona, like Michael Jordan, they never really have like crazy injuries, right? Like that, like season in the injuries, or maybe they have something here and there. But if they do, they're able to come back. And I think hopefully Carlos Vela is able to come back and, comp- and compete at that level because I'm with you, Andy. If Vela is good, it's good for the league outside uh, of Galaxy, right? Everybody, you know, even Chich- if Chicharito's doing good, or Carlos Vela is doing good, uh, the whole league is doing good. Like You know what I'm saying? Because that just adds excitement and everything, uh, unless you're the opposing team and the opposing players, because then <laughs> to you, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, we want to see that Trafico, man. We haven't seen yeah. it Yeah, we it. want to see Vela, Vela we versus it. Chicharito. We, 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 still, we still have to see it. Uh, um, but yeah, but another thing, Mahala is back. I know Sharon Lewis spoke about Mahala. I think you asked him about Eddie Segura. He said he's ahead of schedule. That's amazing news. I know they, Eddie Segura had posted about it. Uh, he had an ACL injury. So I think that's good because Mah- I, Mahala was amazing. Unfortunately, he got injured. Eddie Segura was amazing. Unfortunately, he got injured. So we'll, we will see. And I got, I want to get to a comment here from, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, he says, we still need to need another prime defender with Segura still out. Evacosta. And uh SKC midfielder uh and Moon uh play midfield, we still need another defender. The Atlanta guy <laughs> isn't enough. He got I think his name is Franco Escobar. Um but but yeah, uh I I would agree that they still need more defenders. Uh Andy, Andy, what what, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. I I, I don't think it's far fetched to say that they needed another another defender, but I think they're solid. I think that we didn't see enough of Ibiaga last year, and I think he could re- really be a solid piece for them back there. Along with Escobar, um, I you know there's there's players that I feel people are up and down on, like Cheeky sometimes, uh, like Moon sometimes, but I think they're pretty solid. I, if you know, you know who I'm gonna say is the one that I think is the weak, weakest link back there. So, and it's not it's not an 18 year old or a 19 year old, however old uh, Mamadou is. So, is your boy?
1: How you gonna do your boy like that?
2: <laughs> so I think I think I think they're solid. I think they're solid, but it, the, the depth is never a bad thing, right? I think that. They could definitely use another piece, but I think in terms of the experience they have back there now with uh somebody like Escobar, somebody like Ibiaga, who probably will get a lot more minutes now with um Seguida working his way back, I think that back line is pretty solid, honestly.
1: I I feel like they need to add a piece. JB, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh fullbacks are fine, both right and left, but center backs, um you can argue that they do. But you know, in Franco's um interview, he said he's he started his career or his playing career as a center back. Mm-hmm. um ilia sanchez plays center back plenty of games last season for for skc ibiaga can easily start or be that filling guy until segura gets back um i think fall needs to needs to really play uh he's a guy that we can really develop and sell on um and truly say we formed this guy from you know the lights and then finally to LFC and then off to europe um so i would not you know you can argue for it but i think we're fine until now until the summer transfer window um, to see how Segura gets back because the ACL injury is always tricky. Um, and if everybody else stays healthy, but I think for right now we're good. I think the midfield is is the area that the team really needs to focus on because uh, I think it's thin.
1: Okay, let's let's talk about that. Um, well, let's get to the, get to. says this, this is a perfect segment to that. He says, uh, "Elbow says, what DP position, if needed, does LAFC need to fill? Um, we got look. Listen, they got K- K- Kelna Costa, Ily Sanchez." Um Jose Cifuentes yeah. oh, and blessing. Geniella and blessing, right? So that, that's five. Um, but JP, you're saying the midfield is thin and I just named five players. Tell me why why you why you feel that way.
0: It's a world cup year and for okay. and we have five players, and Kenla Costa is a for sure in Berhalter's list any time Uh we also have Cifuentes in Ecuador who's fighting for that spot, who's gonna want to show out and get called up in the World Cup year. Ecuador is most likely gonna qualify this window. So, um, the coach is gonna, you know, call in maybe or guys on the bubble, and Sifuentes is definitely on the bubble. So that leaves us with three midfielders being blessing, Sanchez and um, Guinella. And if one of those guys gets injured, you're you're left with two. You might have to bring Cheeky back uh, into the six. So you know, you don't really know. You know, it's not like the international break is 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 four or five months or anything, but it's still games. And if those three guys that are there get injured, you're left with two. So I think you need a, another another DP. I think the DP should be eight or a 10. Um, I think, we, you know, we have enough sixes and eights. Um, Sifu's the only true 10. If you if you want, you can put Chicho at the 10, but uh, I don't think his passing is there. And I think, you know, we saw what he can produce as a striker. So I think we really need need another midfield, regardless if it's a DP or not. You know, Bryce Dukla, if we could get another youngster in, in there in the mix, it doesn't need to be a big buy. But it's still only five and, you know, you're you're not going to really have those five all the time.
1: Mm. I mean, you bring up great points because it is a World Cup year and I need to look when the World Cup qualifier. I know there's a World Cup qualifier this 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 week, you know, starting Thursday and maybe Wednesday. But, yeah, if those guys are gone, right, it does leave them a little thin. Three three guys. Right. So that you do bring up an interesting point that potentially it could be a 10 or could be an eight. Uh, Andy, what what are your thoughts on uh, on JP's comments there about, about LAC potential being thin with the World Cup?
2: Yeah, I do agree because Cifuentes uh, is on the on the Ecuador list, so he's with the team now, and he's going to still fight for that position. And we don't know how Pancho's bouncing back from that knee injury. That's also a you know a, a toss up. So you kind of get stuck with with Latif, not stuck in a way, but you're stuck with Latif and and Pancho if you if you factor in you know those international call ups. And I think that we – I think, once again, we're, we're so caught in the system that Bob used to play, right, in that in that four three three and how things were so fluid. I'm interested to see if Sarandolo changes that and gives a little bit more of, like, yep. solidified roles for these players because if that's the case, this might be a crazy thought, but I could even see him using Vela as a 10 and really getting weird with it if you want to yeah. act up. So, you know, there's – I you know, Bob loved having, you know, Vela roam around the wings and stuff like that, but if you really think of Vela as a 10 – feeding the ball up to Ticho and maybe somebody like Brian. Oh, that, is,
1: that is maybe. ridiculous. Yes. that's
2: You know, that's a whole different idea. So I think yep. the fact that it's a new coach, the fact that everything is so brand new gives them a lot of that, um, that area to work in that maybe we haven't seen. And I think that's going to be a big advantage to them when they really figure out, you know, what different formations they can use. Because right now it's a guessing game. We don't know. And yeah. teams are not going to know either. So that's to their advantage. But 100%, I would say DP needs to be in that more central attack and midfield role because, we know what costs is in for the U.S., and at the same time, you have to factor in injuries. You have to factor in fatigue. That's why I think a, a player like Bryce Duke leaving is is kind of like eye opening. I mean, obviously there was corresponding moves, but a player of that caliber of that profile was like that perfect fit for you know them moving forward. Somebody that you don't need to start or give you know the most significant minutes, but somebody that you know could give you quality minutes. So I think that you know that's going to be a big loss for LAFC. But props to him. Hopefully he does well in um, in Miami. But hundred percent needs to be more of that attacking mind to midfield to kind of link that uh, bridge the gap rather uh, between the, you know, the forwards and, and that midfield, but they're solid, man. It's, I mean, if you think about Sifu Acosta being on at the same time, that's, that's dangerous, man. It's, it's a, it's a really talented, talented midfield, but once again, that depth is going to come into play for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I'm a little conflicted because JP, you made a great point. And you brought up a game about the uh, Vela playing the number 10 role. And I, you know, I, I guess I won't be able to really, really be able to say until I see Saturday, even though it's not going to be a full team. But I, but to me, if Vela plays a number 10, then that kind of takes care of the part because then he, he can facilitate to Chicho. We know, we know how great a facility, and we barely saw them play. They played a couple games, but, we, you know, we see if we see a motivated Vela, a motivated Chicho, assuming a motivated Brian Rodriguez, who we're going to finish out here and talk about. And Vela filling the ball to them too. I mean, we know Chicho can finish, and we know at times Brian Rodriguez he he struggled for most of his career with LAFC, but he he did have a bang, He did have one banger against LA Galaxy. So if Vela's feeding those two guys. It looks good. It it, lo- it looks good, and that looks scary. But I but I also think that um you know I want to see how the team is, is play If they are they going to play the 4-3-3? Are they going to play four four two? Right? Do they get a little bit more complex and switch it 5 three five two? You know that I think that will be able to tell where we could potentially see that third DP. And, you know, and I think that, that, that goes on to Diego Rossi. He hasn't been sold to Fenerbahce. And I keep seeing, uh, I got to follow some Fenerbahce accounts. Uh, He's coming off the bench still. He's still coming off the bench. So it's like, I think they got a new coach. So it's not a for sure thing over there. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't think you get a third DP and I, spoke about it. You know, he went, he went along the lines that, you know, some things are not in his control. And I think that's what, that, that, that that's what he may he may be alluding to is that you know Diego Rossi has not been sold so you're not going to go out and go get another DP if potential Rossi could come back you know and, and uh, I don't I don't know if that would be a good thing you know because he's already over there and I don't think he, he he already said his goodbye on Instagram and did all that thing so I, I don't think he wants to come back but yeah well so we'll, I think right now the third DP is a waiting game for LAFC and you know just try to still figure it out because um, there is a possibility if he doesn't go sold, he, he does come back. Um, let, let's finish off with Brian Rodriguez. Um, uh, JP, I know there's, there's been on social media, uh, on uh, uh, Twitter, uh, about Brian Rodriguez Brazilian reports out there that the International once wants, wants, wants a loan option to buy. but you have a little bit more information because uh, you said JT was on, was like on a radio station or something. Yeah,
0: he did a radio interview where he did not you know deny the allegations. You know he said the, 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 the reports were real, that the interest was real. Um, and the, the reports haven't ceased since from from Brazil. you know um, Nobody from the MLS has really reported anything, but the reports don't stop um, from the Brazilian media media side. Uh, no Uruguayan big source has also stated anything. But if reports don't stop in Brazil and the move is to Brazil, then, you know, anything is possible. Um, there's reports that Brian's agent went to Brazil, and there's reports that Brian already agreed to personal terms with, um, with Inter, Inter Porto Alegre. Uh, the problem is that it's a, it's a loan with an option to buy. And I think Brian wants to be in Brazil because it's a World Cup year. He's three, four hours away from Uruguay. Um, He's going to get that exposure, but the, the the issue is LAFC doesn't make any money because LAFC made a huge investment in Brian, and if they don't buy him, then it's just then he just went to go waste another year um, in Brazil, um, and it's scary because he might just want to go to Brazil to be close to to Uruguay for the World Cup year, come back. Play that extra year because MLS can, is easily exporting European players to Europe. He might come back that the year after, um, do good here, and then go off to Europe. So it could be a lot of different scenarios that could play out. Um, but if the reports don't stop, you know it's a worrying sign. And I think JT does not have the luxury to let go of him. You know, leave us with one DP being Vela, who can who is injury prone, and Chicho. Um, if you know if you give me assurance that Vela is going to stay healthy, then fine. Maybe you can let him go. But if you bring two DPs in, in the summer for a team that has championship aspirations, it's a lot to ask for a new coach.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think you know, I don't think a loan option makes sense for a DP. We you, know, you gotta you gotta you gotta sound like like uh and it's hard. I think the thing about Brian Rodriguez is so hard because they pay a lot transfer transfer market has I've been saying this for for years now, eleven point five million dollars. You're not gonna sell Brian and I don't think Brian Rodriguez is worth eleven point five million dollars to any to any club, you know. I don't know what the number is, but it's not there. And if they if they can't buy him for that, you know, you're gonna take a loss. And I think it just gets that's where it gets tricky for Brian Rodriguez because someone can, look they 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 paid what four million dollars for a twista plus the add-ons, right? And I think what is it six million dollars for Eddie Segura plus the add-ons? Diego Rossi has had a phenomenal year, better year than any than any year Brian Rodriguez has had, and LAFC only been able to get six million out of him. I, I just don't see it. And I, I, I think the loan, I, I just think the loan just doesn't make sense. Any, any one of your thoughts?
2: That's a complex situation, man. I feel like yeah. every situation revolving Brian Rodriguez ever yeah. since that month in Spain has been the same. It's like, is LAFC counting on him 100% or are they kind of just one foot in, one foot out? Because I think once that's defined, we get to see a more relaxed b Rob, But what JP says is true, man. He, he could be eyeing that World Cup spot you know, more than anything right now, valuing that more than anything and, and probably seeing that him being down in South America would probably benefit him a lot more. But at the same time, you guys said it, you know, if, th- if this is something that's actually feasible and going to happen, then I feel like it's going to reverse a lot of the good that LAFC and JT have done this off to kind of get put in that predicament. So not out of nowhere, but just so, you know, what's next type thing, leaving LAFC with one DP, just being Carlos Vela. So um, that would be, that would be something to keep an eye on. I don't know anything about the details or whatnot, but um, that's that's interesting to me. You just to hear that to, to for it being a possibility, because um, I think uh, B Rod is a player that LFC needs to count on this season uh, through and through.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, look, guys, uh, we're we're gonna finish up there. Uh, JP, I want I want to thank you for hopping hopping on. It's good seeing you. Uh, any final words uh, before we move on?
0: It's a very exciting season. I'm very excited to see what the team does. Um, if B Rod stays, then LFC. Um, you know are one of the favorites in my book um you know you can leave that dp spot open if b-rod doesn't leave until the summer to see what the team really needs um but if he leaves then it's just another back to square one i think um but yeah i'm, I'm still excited i still see a lot of promise in this team and hopefully you know we can do big and great things this year